Hey, this is WWE Hall of Famer and Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer from the Legion of Doom Road Warrior Animal, and welcome to another week of What A Rush Podcast with myself and my co-host Joe Roderick. Joe, this week, I am so excited, I am so amped up, because we have, I always get really amped up when I have another fellow tag team member or part of a tag team member going to be on the What A Rush Podcast. This week, I have a co Hall of Fame inductee this past year, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, none other than Ricky Morton. And we're going to have a great show today. Listen up. Ricky's going to tell us some great stories. And in the word of my partner, the Hawk, tell him, Hawk. He's one half of the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom, the most successful tag team in the world of professional wrestling. He's held the AWA, NWA, WCW, and WWF titles. He snacked on danger and dined on death. He's Road Warrior Animal, Joe Laurinaitis, and this is the What A Rush Podcast. Now, here's your host, Joe Roderick. And welcome on into another episode of the Water Rush Podcast. I am your host, Joe Roderick, joined alongside by the WWE Hall of Famer, one half of the Road Warriors and the Legion of Doom. He is Joe Laurinaitis, Animal. What's going on, man? L-O-D. I can hear it now. I can hear it now. I can even hear it loud as heck in the New Orleans Superdome against our next guest, Joe. Yeah, Ricky Morton coming up on the show today. We will talk with the 2017 Hall of Famer, one half of the Rock and Roll Express coming up in just a bit. A guy that you see uh, quite often, a few times a year on the convention circuit uh, when you guys go out at events, and uh, we'll probably be seeing him down in New Orleans yeah, in a man, few weeks. Just saw him in West Virginia the other day, and he's looking great. He's still wrestling at the age of 62. Entertains the people. You know, he's got the great wrestling school, the School of Morton in Tennessee. Um, been through there, man. The hills of Tennessee when you're driving through to get to that school is absolutely one of the most beautiful spots in the USA. And uh, like it, Joe, because Ricky teaches the guys the right way how to learn the wrestling business. Yeah, we will chat with him in just a bit. But uh, before we get to that, you just uh, came back from traveling out, uh, kind of out in that area, out in the mountains of West Virginia. You were uh, just there last week. Who was? Uh, who were you out there with? I was out there with uh, Marvin and the guys, and put on a show, and uh, it's to raise uh, you know awareness for uh, children's cancer with the Children's Hospital there in Charlottesville, West Virginia, and. Um, you know, or Charlottesville, Virginia, rather. Let me okay, me, Virginia, let me, yeah. Let me get that right. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's a great time. It's a great thing. It was it was called the Night of the Horsemen, and it was great to see the four horsemen and, and all that stuff there. And, and uh, you know, the, they were <clears throat> they were doing autograph signing and doing pictures, you know, and the photo ops and the whole works. And, you know, I was there, and Nikita Cole was there. The Rockwell Express was there. Teddy Long was there. J.J. Dillon was, of course, with the Horsemen, and a lot of other great indie wrestlers were there. So it, it's a great event, man. It's my second time doing that event with those guys, and uh, those guys out there, uh, Marvin and the guys, put nothing but, and Tony Hunter's a part of it too, nothing but a great professional event. So I love working with the guys. Work for them anytime. 
Yeah, that's uh, so you'll be there. Uh, that's where you were last week. And uh, coming up this week, uh, this weekend, you are going to be out in the Phoenix area. So you're, you're it's kind of, you've been, it seems like you've been going north and yeah, staying man. central and going out east, but now be, you're going out west to Phoenix. going to be dropping a puck at a hockey game. Go figure. I'm like I'm like one of the original guys who should have been in the movie Slapshot with the Hanson brothers. Yeah, man, we're dropping a hockey puck. It's going to be great. I love going to the Phoenix, Scottsdale area in Arizona, one of, another beautiful place in our USA. Arizona's beautiful country out there. And I'm going to go out there and then uh you know, and then the following weekend I'm going to back out in West Virginia again. Yep. So I mean, I'm traveling. I should I should Get a suitcase with all the different stickers and all the states I've been on it, man. I'm like the traveling salesman, I feel like. Yeah, Madison, West uh, West Virginia is where you will be coming up in on March 10th with Al Snow and Rob Conway. They will be out there with you for March Mania, the ASW, awesome. putting awesome. that show on. And you know who's on that card as well? Huh. Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, man, you know what? I've not seen him since he was a little guy, man. I'm actually looking forward to seeing him and meeting him, man, because, uh, you know, his dad traveled with myself mm-hmm. and the British dog Bulldog quite a bit. And, uh, you know, Brian, his father, was a freaking awesome entertainer. Uh, I know a lot of guys uh, try to copy his type of crazy man type gimmick, and you just can't do it, man. Brian was one of the originals of that gimmick because you know why? Joe, he was himself, mm-hmm. and he didn't have to act on what he was doing. So it'll be good to meet by, uh, Brian Pullman Jr., man, out there in uh, in West Virginia, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, all this stuff, uh, again, that's the ASW in Madison, West Virginia. You can go find it out there. And then, uh, well, dude, we just don't like, – I'm, I'm excited because we're gearing up towards WrestleMania season. Got the uh, trip book down to New Orleans. Now, okay, do we know your full schedule yet, or is that something we're going to have to – we have to – yeah. Man, right no, down. No, man. I'm gonna, I'm, for T-Mart promotions on Friday, I don't okay. have the times yet. I'm going to be doing a, probably a three-hour appearance, and I'm doing probably three more hours on that Saturday, do breakfast on that Sunday morning, and then maybe some autographs uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, that That's about all I know right now, but you can go to T-Mart promotions and uh, get on their website and find out exactly where I'm at, what my table number is, and, uh, <clears throat> and what times I'm signing there. But, man, listen – it's it's a great time of seasons. You know why, Joe? Because WrestleCon does equally as good or better than the crowd at WrestleMania as far as the autographs. Access. You're talking access, and, and, right? Yeah. And access. Yeah, man. Yeah. Lot, You're not bringing in hundred hundreds of thousands of people come through. I'm talking people from France, uh, Qatar, the UK, and from Japan and China and. Korea, I mean, they they come from all over the place, mm-hmm. from Scotland and Ireland and everything, Italy to come see you. And, and man, it's so humbling when you have someone coming to you and says, you know, speaking in Germish, you know, Adam, I'm your fan. Sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? But but they they love you, and it's great to see that man because you know why, Joe. At that time for me, it's getting them, see them fulfill a, a childhood dream mm-hmm. to put on my shoulder pads. They get to take a picture with me, all face painted up. You know, hopefully be wearing a What a Rush podcast T-shirt, you know, while they're taking the picture. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a great time, man. It's a great time of the season. It's a great, it's it's a great celebration for the wrestling fan. Hey, you got to, uh, yeah, you get online, you can pre-order your tickets for that animal autograph. But I'm telling you this, hey, if you show up to the table and I'm hanging out there with you and you're wearing a Water Rush podcast, I'll sign that autograph for free. I'll sign your Water Rush podcast shirt. You're not going to have to pay me for it. Like you got to pay, uh, pay animals. So I'll I'll sign autographs <clears throat> for free all freaking weekend. Well, good. Then, there. They'll, go, yep. then they'll go home rich. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, wait, you could get those t-shirts right now. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Go to the Road Warriors page. You have the two uh, What A Rush podcast shirts right there that you can buy uh, right now. Just uh, well, they, they, The uh, sale just ended, but you could still get on there and get those shirts each for 20 bucks. You know, Go Joe, online and uh, buy those shirts. It's also getting to that time of season where everybody gets itchy. Snow's all melting. Mm-hmm. They, you could smell and taste spring in the air. And everybody wants to get themselves in shape, whether it's working out, bodybuilding, or just being a casual lifter or getting into the wrestling ring and trying to learn how to wrestle. Listen, man, if people want to get a hold to me, I love doing fantasy camps. I love getting in there. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or if you're 18 years old. If you want to learn how to wrestle the right way and to wrestle the right way for your size, your gimmick, your ability, and everything else, please, man, contact your local promoter and have them bring me in. You can con- private contact me on Facebook on my Joseph Michael Laurinaitis or even go to my uh, – my website for the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And then, uh, or you can contact me at bookprowrestlers.com, call Steve Stasiak, say, listen, man, I want to bring Animal in for a fantasy cap. I will come in there. I'm telling you, your fans will not be disappointed because I tell you what, I give them 150% of my undivided attention when I'm there. Nice. Uh, we, uh, like we said, you could follow everything. Just follow you uh, on social media too. Find out where you are going to be. We are making sure to uh, get that out there as well. Uh, make sure everybody knows where you're going to be. Hey, you get you know who you get to hang out with again this weekend? Hmm. The Godfather again. Oh, hey! Well, it's good about you the and God- Charles are going to be sick of each other. The yeah, amount of times you guys have been seeing each other but lately. You can tell either that or you're going to you you're tell gonna start smoking with him. I don't no, know, no, bro. You can tell how much we've changed in life because. <laughs> Because neither one of us are bringing hoes around. So (laughs) we've changed so much. There ain't no hoe train going on. You know, I'm a grandfather, you know, and Charles has got his kids. And I don't know if Charles is a grandfather or not. I didn't say his kids are pretty, his kids are getting up there. He's going to be a grandfather, right? Yeah, so listen, man, life changes. You change, you people change. But let's tell you what, nothing has changed with him being a great human being, man. I love doing appearances with the Godfather, he's a great guy. Good people. As a matter of fact, we're going to have him on our show too, man. Yeah. Well, we are. We, we had him on. You go in the archives. No, no, no. And you but go, I, you're I talking know. about having him no, on in person. I, yeah. But listen, you can have him on as a yeah. godfather or you can have him on as Papa Shango. We didn't really have him on as Papa Shango. It's a whole different personality. I'm telling you. He goes into his voodoo mentality, bro. I'm telling you, when you've been in the business for uh, 35 years, one interview uh, isn't good enough for a lot of these no, guys. No, no. You, uh, you well, have I- stories for days, and we will make sure to uh, to hit them all uh, like uh, like we're about to. With hey, we're going to have Morton Booker T on the up. future. Yep. We're going to have Booker T on yep. in the future. I already talked to him about it. You know, I talked to Bruce Pritchard about getting on here. Uh, even Tony Schiavone, I think Tony would be good because being an announcer, you get to sit back and watch everything that goes mm-hmm. on. And Schiavone's got some great tales, yeah. You know, so yeah. So it should be a uh, when we're down in New Orleans, it should be good, uh, good time to uh, put some of these in the can, get a lot of uh, get a lot of good interviews, and at least set stuff up for the uh, for the future. So we uh we kick off the month of march with an interview with one half of the rock and roll express ricky morton and we will talk to him on the other side hey joe a few weeks ago when we were up in minneapolis we did a show from ken anderson's academy the academy pro wrestling.com and you saw the uh, place, the ins and outs of, uh, of the wrestling school that Ken and Sean Devari are putting on up there. 
You know, Joe, as I go around the country and I see a lot of these wrestling academies or wrestling schools, you know, it was great to see one that has the old school values where you have the ring set up and it's not all about them. It's about teaching the guys and the girls the proper etiquette you need to have and learning the lineage of pro wrestling, man. It was great to see, you know, they not only have a place where you go learn how to take bumps, how to hit the ropes, you know, how to do interviews. It's a great way to learn from a guy who was a world champion, which Ken Anderson was. It actually was pretty comical, though, Joe, I watching you hit the ropes. And that was pretty funny. First time ever doing that, and it won't be the last time. I got the bug now. I need to, uh, next I'll take a press slam from you and I, see I, what I, the... I called uh, him a Gumby and he got mad I'll, at me. I'll see what the, all that hype's about, getting uh, getting a press slam from a Road Warrior Animal. But hey, but, you but, can, it, but it really was a nice place, man, the Academy. Yeah, and you can use your name, hashtag Road Warrior Animal, if you are looking to get into the business of professional wrestling. That's good for $500 off your entry fee to Ken Anderson and Sean Davari's wrestling school. Theacademyprowrestling.com is where you go. Hashtag Road Warrior Animal to get $500 off. Also, you can go online to gruntstyle.com. They have the patriotic apparel that Ken Anderson is selling. 10% off if you use the promo code Anderson10 for uh, for your shirts and your apparel as well. So that's what you got to remember. Hashtag Road Warrior Animal at theacademyprowrestling.com. That gets you $500 off. Or if you're looking for any of the apparel that Ken Anderson's selling at gruntstyle.com, use Anderson10 for 10% off online. This is Andy Hanselman, president of the St. Louis Podcast Network. How would you like to be part of the What a Rush podcast? Sponsorship opportunities are now available and more affordable than you would imagine. Wrestling podcasts are the hottest thing going in the podcast world right now. Some being listened to by hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans, just like yourself. If you would like to get in on the ground floor of the What A Rush podcast, hosted by Road Warrior Animal, please contact Joe Roderick at roadwarriorpodcast at gmail.com. Have a WWE Hall of Famer promote your product to other loyal wrestling fans and see what these guys can do for you. And welcome back into the Water Rush Podcast. And uh, joining us now, Joe, it's WrestleMania season. That means it's Hall of Fame season. So how uh, what better way to kick off the month of March than welcoming on to the program one of the newest WWE Hall of Famers class of 2017 he is one half of the Rock and Roll Express he is Ricky Morton and he joins us now what's going on Ricky man not not much going on man I, you know what I'm here in Tennessee and it's raining like a cow being on the lat rock buddy <laughs> that, that, that's a southern boy right there all the way to some of your listeners out there you know uh, I speak a different language I think it's called Swahili but, uh, Swahili. Uh, <laughs> ten, ten, that's Tennessee Swahili, but uh, yeah, it sure is. You, you know, but, Joe. Uh, uh, you know, Joe. Going around the country, I get to see a lot of different beautiful parts, not only of the world but of our great United States of America. And man, I gotta say, the state of Tennessee is one of the most beautiful spots in the country. And uh, Ricky, being a, a boy of Tennessee, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, as I go rolling through there, I had the privilege, Joe, of going out there and um, experience what a true professional Ricky is all about. You know, it's always great to see somebody in our business, 
you know, Ricky was in the wrestling business way before I was, right? But it's great to see somebody install the values on the way we were all brought up in the wrestling business, the respect, the appreciation, knowing your lineage, knowing how to perform your craft the proper way. And uh, he has got a great wrestling school. It's called the School of Morton in Tennessee. And uh, I think the fans would love to hear from you, Ricky, a little bit about your school and what you expect out of your students and, uh, and what you're trying to get across to your students and the public with your school. Well, you know what, Joe? I'm going to answer that all in one question. You know, I love my wrestling school. You know that. I, I love this business. I, I absolutely, I love the boys, the girls, and our business. But it's like I tell everybody at my school. And, you know, and I'm going down to the performance center here in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks down here in Orlando. But you see, before I can train anybody, you have to love this business as much as we do. Uh, and that's, that's saying I'm out full, just what I said there. Just loving our business. Uh, nowadays, you have guys that are, they break into our business that don't have a clue about what it's even about, Joe. To me, it seems that way. But, uh, but I, and I want to tell you thank you. I mean, I had a great time, and my students had a great time when you come up to visit Joe. Joe, you know, Joe did a seminar at my school. Uh, Great things because you know I, I do different things than what Joe does, but they all mean the same thing. You know, he was a bigger guy in the business. I was a smaller guy in the business. At our time, uh, Joe and Mike, Hawking Animal, you know, they were the first tag team that that Rock and I were, were true babyface tag team. But Joe and Mike were that heel babyface, heel babyface. That change, that change is all about business. Uh, it, you know, it, it, the business really clicked. The, you know, the Road Warriors. Uh, you know, Joe, I, 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 when I was in Louisiana, you know, we were hearing about you getting big and where we all went to NWJ and blew the roof off the buildings a certain time in our business. And that's what I expect from my students is how. We were broken to the business, and I hope that it took your question there. Uh, no, no, it, it, it does. You know, Ricky, uh, I, you know, I myself have done not only seminars at your school and other schools around the country, but, you know, I, I've been down to the Performance Center, and I've done <clears throat> my two- to three-week stint there as well, right? You know, because you know me. I'm like yourself. I love coaching. But you know, what, what, I, what I noticed and I found really hard to believe I find it really almost insulting sometimes that when I go there and I try to coach a student and I'll say, or someone else will ask a question about somebody in our business previous to us or previous that it was over 20 to 30 years ago, and someone will answer me and say, what, that has been? Or what does that got to do with anything? Or who is that guy? That kind of stuff there to me. And I'm not trying to rip on the wrestling business, but it, it, it it's knowing about the history of the what you're going to get into and knowing it well before you step well, foot you know, in the business. And I, I'm glad you said that, John. I'm trying to cut you off. I get this position all the time. You know, I, I meet guys. Here they want to be a professional wrestler, but then you ask them who Killer Carl Cox is. They have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. But if you ask them who Johnny Unitas is, in football, they know because they played football. And that's no disrespect to nobody. 
but it's understand that they know nothing about our business. We have a special business. It's a, it's plus it's, it's a it's a bond between the boys too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hey, look at Joe. You know, I mean, he can whoop your ass before God got to word uh, in real life. And, I, and I'm sorry if I said said something bad. <laughs> you I'm, know, no, I'm just going on. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. Hey, Ricky, it's a podcast, not radio. You can say whatever you want. Go ahead. I said it's a podcast, not radio. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. But, you know, but what I'm trying to say is the boys is a bond. And if you're one of the true boys, that bond uh, never goes away. Uh, you know, I have, I've had uh, conflicts with some of the boys before, but we solved it with interviews. There wasn't no uh, what you're going to do now. But it's like, it's like with you, Joe. You know, you can understand which the average wrestling fan or the average mark don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But you do. I mean, it's the bond that we have in between each other because, and I, and I tell you this, I, and I don't want nobody, you know, I was never, ever in my life ever signed to a contract. The whole times in my life I got paid by how many asses were in the And nowadays, it's still, that's just what I do for a living. I'm 62 years old and I still wrestle three to four nights a week. And my job is... If there's an empty seat, the building needs to be an ass in it. Jeremy? Oh, yeah, man. That, that, that's what we do. That's how it's in this business. That's, and, uh, that's the name of the game in this business is putting asses in seats. And, 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 you know. and that's what it's about. And, and, and you know, you work. You know, and, and this is why, Joe, and listen to this, why I love it. And I do. I can ask you something. A lot of people don't know you like I do. Oh, yeah, he's a big man, Leroy Brown. He sure is. But deep in his soul, if you're a friend of his and he has that bond with you, it's not nothing that you wouldn't do. Just like, Joe, I, I called you last week and I asked you about some Zubox for my, for my. No, it wasn't a month later. What, two months later, when I see the kid, oh, yeah. You see, oh, well, yeah, you know, <clears throat> you know, it's like you say, Ricky, the, the bond. The with you, that'd be something yeah. you want to be to do. I've done it right there. I don't wait for a week. You know what I'm saying? I always like it about you. Well, man. Yeah, feelings mutual, buddy. Yeah, it's 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 funny you hit on a lot of things that I talked to my my co host Joe Joe Roderick here about about you know, you're only as good as the guy you're in the ring with. And I think that uh, sometimes, you know, you get in the business today, and I'm not ripping on the guys today because the evolution of the business is always going to change, but it's become so much a very much uh, a one-upper business. The guy's got to do a high spot, then the other guy's got to do a high spot to one-up his spot, then he's got to go back and do more to upstage his guy, then that guy's got to go more do more to upstage that guy again, and it just becomes a run-on sentence without a story told to it. And I think when you get in the ring with guys you really respect and you have that camaraderie, I think you learn to appreciate the fact of what it takes to get there. See, a lot of the guys today, they weren't part of the 320 days on the road year that you were a part of, that I was a part of, that a lot of the guys that are legends in this business were a part of. They're guys that are on a guaranteed contract that work maybe 180, 200 days a year. And 
I hate to say it, but they're pretty much handed a gimmick. They're handed a personality. They're handed this. And that's why we find ourselves in the position in the wrestling business. Why guys like Roman Reigns, who should be getting standing ovation cheers all over the world, is getting booed because you're kind of force-feeding people down people's throats instead of letting it growing organically and letting it growing by what you do in the ring and how they can relate to you in an interview and how they can see how you're feeling. And yeah, they experience that feeling in life themselves getting beat up by two or three guys and they want to see you get even and, and, you know, even the odds out a little bit, you know, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong here with that statement I just made there, Ricky, but how, I mean, how do you feel about that? Well, Joe, it, it, it's true. You know, it's like, uh, you know, he was in tag team. I was in tag team, which I did a lot of single stuff. Somebody told me one time, I can't kick glass in his head. No, tag team rats is not dead. Just the guys don't know how to do it. Yeah, uh, they true. They weren't trained well. You know, uh, it's, it's just like you said earlier. You know, I was born and raised. Yeah. You know, like people say, well, I come to NWA in 1985, but you don't know, put a lot of that, 12 years before that. Uh, small territory. But, you know, when you went in, man, and you starved to death. But, you, but, you, but this is what I did. This is what I loved. And what, what, what it really boils down to is, is you didn't say what earlier. A lot of them are, are given that opportunity way too quick before they even understand it. Well, they don't last long, but. Boys, uh, you know, my number one priority is when I step in the ring is to, is to take care of me. <laughs> Nowadays, but a long time ago, I didn't have to worry about that. The boys always took care of each other. You know, if uh, I could have a broke shoulder go out and go an hour Broadway, people would even know it. <clears throat> because the boys knew how to do stuff. Just things that none of these guys these days have experienced. Uh, of being a part of something like that. And it's, it's like you said, my job, I sold. I gave Robert a hot dog. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Any time to, I did this, all right, what high spots are you going to do? Dude, I don't do high spots. I gave Robert a hot tag. <laughs> and I remember, too, uh, you know, we, we can't face. Most of the time, the buildings, the hills are on the other side of the building. Baby faces on the inside of the building. You didn't dress with each other. Now it took about, if the referee was going back and forth, folks, it took 10 minutes to go over back with the referee going back and forth with the finish. That's you talking to the hills. It took 10 minutes to do that, and then we went out and went 45 minutes or an hour. Nowadays, they talk over the match for an hour until about seven or eight minutes. You know, that's, that's the difference. <clears throat> well, yeah. you know, going back to like you say, you were injured, man. That's why, you know, back in our time when you, you know, if you were injured and you said, hey, I'm all going to dive off the top rope with a cross body. I need you to catch me. You can count on me catching you, A, because I could, but two, you know, I'm going to catch you and take care of you. And I would rather hurt myself than you get hurt. You know what I mean? And that's that's the respect you have for each other in the ring. Well, I got you. You know, I, this, I got hurt this weekend. Joe. Did you really? Well, I mean, uh, being <clears throat> a part of the bit, what guys don't know. Yeah. I mean, the guy fell on me. You, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I mean, you don't follow nobody in the ring. <laughs> so I said, I'm 62 years old. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. And I've had my own match. I don't have a match with myself. I not Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm over in the corner working to pay my money. You know, Ricky. It, it is. It is. It is different sometimes. You know, with, with you guys. I mean, I'm in the ring. People chat and rock and roll up. I want to lock up. Don't lock up with me. Leave me alone. No way. I mean, what are we going to do? Lock up the people come down? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Besides that, you know, I want to answer me a question. Because this is one of my, uh, let's get this thing. Let me, let me, let me, Robert and I are going to team up with, uh, you know, the Road Warrior Animal. What are we going to do a six band together? Bro, listen, I'll do one whenever they get it right, you know, the rest of the right people. Listen, I've seen you. These people don't these, <laughs> these, these people don't understand. Be a good thing. Oh, heck, I, hey, bro. I, I would love, you know. Listen, heck, uh, bro. I, I, I would have loved to have done it, you know, and it would have been great if Hawk were and I were, Hawk were around and we could all do a, you know, four against four match that would be awesome. But since he's not here, man, you know, I, I love to do oh, it with, I I love to do I, it with I, you guys. <clears throat> Heck yeah, man! I, and I think it would draw money. I think it'd, it'd be big money. I mean, listen, these people don't understand. I saw Ricky this last year after getting beat up by the powers of pain do a cross body through the ropes on the floor at sixty-two years old. These people don't understand what that takes. I like to see any sixty-two-year-old. I mean, heck, my, my co-host Joe Roderick here took how old are you, Joe? Thirty-two. Thirty-two took a bump in the ring at Ken Anderson's uh, wrestling academy in Minneapolis. And thought he had broken his back by by learning how to take one simple bump. And you can imagine, you know, most sixty two year olds can't walk without a cane. Here Ricky is running across the ring, diving on the floor, and uh cross bodies uh barbarian on the floor. You know, it's it's good. But it's but it it's giving up your body for the wrestling business is what you're doing. I mean it's you love yeah. the you love this business. Hey Ricky, one other thing, a, a couple of things we were gonna touch on a couple of things here, but <clears throat> I think Joe Ryder would be interested and so would the fans. A couple of stories you and I talk about over the years. Why don't you run, run through the story about when, when you and Robert were playing pool. I forget what city we were in. We were playing pool. Okay, I'm here. Well, I'm sorry. Tell, uh, tell, tell our fans and tell Joe Roderick. Uh, explain. Tell, I'm going to tell a couple of stories here about the story when you and Robert were playing pool and you were in a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were playing pool. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell tell the fans how that story came about. Oh yeah, but now, listen here. I got I got two of them. But my first one, though, and I'm going to tell the one about fixing to go into it. Uh, this is where work territory. Robert and I were the biggest baby faces. Louisiana, we have popped the territory, and guys, uh, here's the road warriors. You see them on TBS, we work and work in there, and you look at them on TV, and they are people. They a lot of people. Uh, they'll come to Louisiana. Matter of fact, are you there? You guys there? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, man, we're here, man. We're here. I know my phone. But I'm young in the business, too. Uh, but Bill Watts, uh, matter of fact, I just had Eric Watts on my podcast. So they, what a great job he did. But uh, we just talked about the old times. But when we even talked about this, it's when uh, they brought the Road Warriors in. And, God, I didn't know. I mean, I just, you know, you hear rumors and 
this and that and the other. So we're in an eight-man, we're a four-man tag team, which is eight men, and it's an elimination match. Uh, and, I, and, and, uh, and Joe and Terry Gordy, which is the Freebirds, started a match off in there literally. I guess y'all just come from Japan or somebody. Because y'all are literally just beating the hell out of each other. God, it was forearms and sparks were flying off and shooting out of the elbows and beating each other and bam, bam, and nobody's selling nothing. And I'm over here and Robert's over here and I, oh my God, and uh, here I gotta go. And Terry Gordy takes me in. Now, I didn't, I never met the Road Warriors before because we didn't get, we get to talk to them. We can't fake. We're the Superdome and I never seen them. Do you understand what I'm saying, Joe? No, oh, I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah, man. People uh, are, he people are really. Me in, and here's Joe. Yeah. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked up with him. He goes, ah. I should chopped up my clothesline. Hit with the drop kick. Mike things in. Hit him with the drop kick. And I'm thinking, really? And he shot me off. I hit him with the drop kick. Joe went over the top rope. Mike went over the top rope. I'm sitting there all, you know, but understand me, before all this hot in my. I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, damn, Bill Watts must have paid him a lot of money. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm standing there, my finger up my butt. Because, you know, I was really the butt out of, I mean, what business these guys were. And I guess I guess you knew that we were, <laughs> that we were, because, you know, we were over there. And we get to going, and God, you made us that much bigger because the match lined it up between. I think y'all in the full bird on the finish and stuff. Well, that, 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 I, I, I think it's it, it one of those. Like, like we was a million dollars. I think it, I had to tell that story, but Robert and I, you know, before we made any money in this business, <clears> you know, we went to bars and we hustled. Uh, and we did. We hustled every night. Uh, even at the dinner tables and trying to sell pictures and stuff, but we hustled and do all the bars. And I, and I know we uh, but we was at a town, and me and Robert were at a bar that nobody knew about. We were shooting poo in there and that gum. You know, we done hustled them. Here they are. They done got us surrounded in the bar. And now I don't know. It was like a it was like a calling out for God, our guard and angels. And you got to know how Hulk is. They're surrounded me and Robert. They're coming at us, and all of a sudden, I hear, "Hey, oh, what's going on over here?" Oh, an animal! Right in, man. I mean, I'm serious. We could get a lot of stuff. Forty, about forty people, and then here, here they show. How'd you ever find that bar anyway, Joe? Oh, bro, that was the funniest. That was the funniest situation. We were just out, we're out, out in the crowd, man. Huh? Yeah, we just happened to go to the same bar. Yeah, I know. That was so cool, man. That was, uh, bro. The the, the, the wrestling the wrestling gods were looking upon you that day. You know, I, you know, I. Yeah, you're right. You sure are. The wrestling <clears throat> gods uh, came up on us, man. You know, a lot of stories that you could tell. Yeah. In this business, I told my wife the other day. My, uh, me and my my wife and I, we like to spend a lot. I had a camper. I got one. I had it for years. This is the one you drive. We just bought us another one. And, and she just asking me about selling it. And, and I really don't want to sell it, but I told her, I said, you know, if this, 
camper can help. It costs about two hundred to four thousand. <laughs> 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 you know, and that's cool, man. But I got yeah. I got to say this right here, and uh, I know you just got married. Yes, uh, Joe, not long back, and it's good. You know, I married my girlfriend. Is this what we've been together a long time, and uh, and I got to say thank you to her. She saved my life, really. You know, she's the only one that cared. <laughs> well, man, yeah. Hey, listen, bro. Hey, listen, it a, a, my life. A, I mean, a, a good I woman. Good woman. Well. Me, I didn't go to bed for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, what's this? What's it feel like? <laughs> I know it. But now it's a whole different thing. You know, I quit everything. Now, you know it. Except somebody asked me the other day, pretty important how you feel. I said, I feel. I mean, if I have a bad day. It's my own fault. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I got older and metal out. Well, the medication doctor put me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before the years passes, medication you borrowed, right? <laughs> <clears throat> no, but really, I am 62 years old. You know, you text me earlier. And believe it or not, I do. I go to the gym every day. I, uh, I'm not a bodybuilder, but I work out. I still drink a little beer. And, uh, you know, yeah, uh, well, you know, Ricky, I, I think, great, man. It, it, it is. I'm a, you know, I, and I still love this business. We talked about it earlier, man. I just, uh, I still love this business. I still going, I still love going to the shows. I, I love being a part of the show when it's people there in the ring. God, trust. you know, Rick, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's like other night, man. I mean, I mean how, how do you? You know, you get hurt. Oh, <laughs> what you hurt me for, man? <laughs> We're in a business. That yeah, is yeah. And longevity. That's what, that's what, that's what some of you boys need to learn today is how to take care of yourself. How to take care of your opponent. Well, well, Ricky, I, I think. You don't have that no more. I think the you young know, guys. Rick, I th- hurt. Yeah, Ricky. I think the young guys in a business today, Ricky. See the product. See, there's a lot of the product on TV, and they think, okay, I'm going to go through camp, and in two months, I'm going to be the world champ. You know what I mean? It's, and it goes back to a lot of the situation, like when we were back in New Orleans. <clears throat> Listen, Hawk and I knew our place in the business, but we also knew down in Louisiana, in Bill Watts territory, you guys were it. I mean, listen. You don't get to be a world champion, whether you're a single wrestler or a tag team wrestler, by being some Johnny-come-lately. You guys were great. You knew how to work. Hawk and I, thank God, in the first two years of the wrestling business, we worked with nobody. We worked main events every night because we were forced to. With Dusty Rhodes and Tommy Rich and Mr. Wrestling 1 and 2s and Paul Larndorff and Tito Santana and Sergeant Slaughter, guys like that. We kind of learned by the time we got to you guys in New Orleans, hey, listen, man, not only do we have the respect for this business, we know what we have to do to ease you and Robert's minds as the tag team that is that territory, but what to do that, you know, what we could do with the arena that's going to be best for you and not hurt us as well, you know? And I think yeah, that. And, and that's true. That's <clears throat> what they don't understand. And, yeah. You know, you made a point there, Wanda. You know, I had a guy come to my wrestling school the other day. And he was asking about joining. He said, well, how long will it be for for I be uh, working in WWE? <laughs> and that's all I can do is keep him crying. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe never. Maybe never, right? That should be the answer. You know, that should be the answer. <clears throat> you know, and, and they think that everything is 
give it to you. I mean, this business buddy still, if you're out there on the independent circuit, you gotta get out there and hustle. Uh, nowadays, it's just being at the right place at the right time. Uh, well, you really, you you even find that uh, you even find that in the Indies. You'll go to the Indies and you'll have some guy, and he'll get pissed off because he's got the belt and it's a non-title match, and he'll say, "Okay, well, you got to put Ricky Morton over." And the guy will go, "Well, why? I'm here every week. I'm here every week." Well, bro, because of the big scheme, of, because of the big scheme of things, yeah, because of the big scheme of things, the other guy's not nothing. I mean, you've really. You, I actually had a guy one night, and this is true, and it was. Actually, this is his first match. I'm laughing. You know, I'm, oh my God, man, well, you put me in the ring with him. <laughs> and he says, Bro, well, I went over a finish with him. And you know what he told me? He says, Well, you can't beat me. My little freak gets out here. <laughs> oh, God. No, uh, you should have sh- stretched him in two seconds, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and I, I'm not a tough one. I'm not. But I was tough enough for him. Hey, Rick, hey, listen, Ricky. I've I've always I, I've always said, no matter what it is, there's no there's no substitute for knowledge and experience, bro. And no matter what the business, yeah, whether it's a gym business, gym business, wrestling business, yeah. You got a whole different thing going on. But uh, God, so Joe, I mean, are, are you out in uh, St. Louis right now? Yeah, yeah. Joe and I are sitting here on my uh, on my kitchen table in St. Louis doing the podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, are, is it raining out there? No, nah, bro. It's a beautiful day today. I mean, it was raining earlier today, but the sun's out right now. You know, it's not about fifty Man, I'm fifty degrees you, here. I, I mean, we got over in the Tennessee. It rained three weeks, and the sun. And then it, you know what? And then the sun came out. Cause it's different over here. It's like two summer days. And now it's been raining again for four more days. I, you know, everybody. Yeah. Everybody here is flooded. The rivers are all up. And, you know, I, I want to tell all the people out there that's listening, they're just having a hard time just hanging there. Hey, Ricky, I, mean, I wanted to I wanted to hit on something else, okay? And uh, and I know. Uh, I know our business is what it is. It's 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 athletic athletic entertainment at its best. You know what I mean? And it's a. Joe, you look closer to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, how's that? Is that better? Okay. okay, is that better? Is that better? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, now, um, I, and I know it's it's a touchy situation because it was with Hawk and I, um, and after everything that you guys have done in the wrestling business, um, finally, you get recognized and you get put in the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, even though the wrestling business is entertainment, it's always nice to be acknowledged by the peers in your wrestling business. Um, how did you feel when that announcement came, and how how did you react to it? Because I know when it came with Hulk and I, you know, I mean, my first reaction was, well, you know, it was about damn time. I mean, what other tag teams? Yeah. You, what other tags you going to put in there? You know what I mean? Uh, you don't get asked this question a lot. You know, and, and I'm telling you, Joe, because I love this. It was everything. Because, you know, Robert and I were never a WWF. We only went into WWF at the time when Smokey Mountain was working on Angle. But for him, to a knowledge, Robert and I, for what we had done in our career, it was absolutely everything. Uh, 
very emotional for me. I tell you this, it was. Well, I, this, I, if, I, if I remember right, I think you guys are the only, or one, 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 you guys are one of the only non WWF guys to be a tag team inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, that's cool. But, but thank you. I mean, that's, and that is because, and I'm telling you, it was emotional. You know, when you got up on the door, she preached, you know, they had this other thing to bring it out, and I couldn't do it. When I got out there, I was reading it, I'm just like, hell with that. Well, yeah, bro. Like, you, like, like, usual, like usual, like usual, I did the same thing. <laughs> I said, well, what, what, what? From my heart. Yeah. And, I, and, 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 and trying to make people really understand that. You know, and like I told you earlier, so he did it. see that. You know, I had a little problem there. Robert and I never had a contract in our life. Uh, I had one good year, two years, two good years, and then that day, we made a little money, but we didn't make nothing like people think we did. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I mean, back, back, back. Th- they signed people to trade. Yeah. At the performance center. Yeah. Uh, for more years than Robert and I. Well, people need to understand. People need to understand. I mean, that Ricky and Robert, you know, the Rockwell Express was right up there with any top tag team and any any entity in our business when it came to merchandise. I remember back in the NWA, <clears throat> heck, they were out selling Hawk and I. I mean, and and they didn't get a dime for it. I mean, we never got it. We never got a dime for it back then. Not for, you know. I blame that on myself because, and I want to tell everybody that's listening out here, I wasn't educated enough to know. And I'm serious, I wasn't. So that's what's so important for me, especially, you know, I have my son that wants to be a wrestler. You know my boy. Oh, yeah. He's into acting. I put him into acting because, uh, uh, his learning is, you know, his education is, is, is running your public speaking. And, and, you know, you can hear me talk right now. I'm just a no country ass. But he, you know, is a lot, he's a lot better than daddy is as when he talks. And, and I wanted to put him into acting, give him a good, better chance. Because, you know, really, when you're the son of a wrestler, it's a lot harder to get in the business. Oh, yeah, man. What is sacred business? Listen, that's Yeah, man. Hey, listen, that's one thing I've always admired about you, Ricky. You know, like any like like any good father, you want to have your son or your daughter have the better opportunity that you had in life. And especially if they're going to choose the same business. I mean, I did the same thing with both my sons. You know, I yeah, I know. killed myself yeah. coaching and doing all this other stuff, you know. I'm not trying to but I love you, boy, yeah, uh, you know, I was a big St. Louis Rams fan. Then I, then I went to the New Orleans Saints fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, but 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 Ricky Ricky's son but, is. You know, Joe, I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to tell I'm trying to tell my uh, co-host Joe Roderick here that your boy is not only a very respectful young man, you groomed him the right way. I mean, he yeah. was re- he was refereeing. He learned how to wrestle, then became a referee. And he set up the ring, and then he you know wrestled too. You know. You know what? And this, you know what a compliment is, Joe. Uh, and I got to say this: you just said that too, but. And, and and I love Rick because you know Rick's a legend. Rick Blair kind of be one. And my boy, he was out there, but he when he came up to me, he didn't say nothing no, because 
your boy's a good wrestler, or he's just right here. That's all, just a trip downtown. But when he came up to me and told me, he said, Ricky Gordon, you had the best mannered son I've ever met in my life. Well, that was a compliment. Uh, and that, but everybody should be like that. You know, and, and just right here, thinking, the older I get, the more right my daddy was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, the more right <clears throat> he was. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> there's so much, so much we can do. Joe, it's still so much of people like you and I. We still got to offer people's business. Because we're, you know, it's, it's the things that we know are dying off that they need to bring back. And I always say this, my daddy always used to come to this too. The business always goes around in circles. Oh, yeah, Rick. You know, Ricky, I've always had this saying here, and I'll say it again, and guys like yourself, myself, and guys like Kevin Sullivan, Shane Douglas, I always said that, that, hey, listen, how could you coach the Super Bowl if you've never been in the Super Bowl? And if you've never been a main eventer and if you've never been a world champion, how can you train guys to be main events or world champions? That's my point. That's been my point. And until we get back to that aspect of it, because you know as far as I do in today's wrestling, there there's a little bit of the it factor missing. I call that the it factor. There's nobody out there that's got the it factor that makes a difference in the wrestling business. Not Roman Reigns, not Braun Strowman. You know, the closest thing to the it factor is Brock Lesnar because he's the closest thing you got to an old school guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what, man? I was just watching. Did you see the gimmick with brother medium? <laughs> uh, not long ago. Oh, and he punched him in the face. Watch, yeah, yeah. And to me, even though Brock Lesnar's a big badass, you know, when he did that back to that guy, I'm sitting down. Way to go, man. What the, well, <laughs> let him know. But you know, know Let him know what's up, man. <laughs> but you know what, man? The, the, when it showed, though, and you saw it, and I saw it right away, instantly there was a respect there. Oh, yeah. Because if there wasn't a respect there, there'd have been an all-out brawl in the ring. Because Strowman's a big, tough <laughs> hey, guy, yeah. right? You, I mean, he, 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 he just started I mean, swinging, right? Short little upper, nah. short little uppercut, and short little right cross got his attention. But you know, it's. You know what? I got more respect out of Brock Lesnar out of that, and I anything I've seen in a while. And I'm serious, I did. Well, yeah, but 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 that's that, but that's so. what our business has been about, though. It's not and people don't even know how to. No, he's and he's like you guys. Not, I'm going to say this: the biggest, baddest guys in the world. But if you know them, they're the best friends you could ever have. Yeah, and. Yeah. uh and it's like you, Joe. I tell everybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're a big old teddy bear, man. If you love somebody, but but whoop your ass if you can't. That's what it is. Oh, way to go! Now you just said that. Now you just said it on a podcast. You just blew my whole gimmick. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, what's this last you know, year been like for you? Uh, I mean, getting you know, you had that Hall of Fame nod. What's what kind of changes has it made towards the business that you're you know the wrestling school that you're running? Oh, buddy, it, you know, it was hold. It's a, it opened up so many different doors. You know, and I said this even on my wall when I got put in the Hall of Fame, you know, our independent race. So, yeah. uh, but it, it's uh, pretty much, you know, I, my school does good anyway. I have to watch, you know, when I bring people in, 
I just don't bring, uh, you know, Joe come to my school and to talk to my kids. You know, everybody's there. They know what I'm doing. You know, would you have people? You know, not long ago, uh, Glenn Jacobs came down to my school, came. Uh, and that's, you know, it's a great compliment. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, I had a couple of students that are in the business, you know, like, that are friends of mine, that they just showed up. You know, and, and that's cool when you're sitting there drinking. Glenn Jacobs just walks in your door at your school and all your boys. You know, and, and, and now you have uh, social media, so everybody in the world knew about it. You know, the next week you got 20 more students that wait for Kane to walk in. But that's, but it's sad. I, I work hard with the guys. Uh, you know, a lot of things have changed. Uh, uh, you know, I kind of lost here what I was going to say here, but... Well, so no, but, wait, but wait. it's a great school, though. Uh, so, you know, Robert and I, we always, you know, we took, we, we never went away from the state. It's only thing we're not, I mean, I'm, that's like I told with my wife. I said, damn, I guess I'm going to be less until I'm 75 years old. I might have to call myself the bullet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and. I but I love it, but it's the only thing I know, guys. And, uh, yeah. You, know, you mentioned that, that the. That's not a knock. I just said that. Please don't think it, it was. But it's, it, it's the only thing that you know. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, it's like Jimmy Bayat. You know, Jimmy Bayat still wrestling. He's 75 years old. And, uh, but it, when it's the only thing you know. But Jimmy, I, I told people before, too. I just, uh, you just stop and think. Jimmy's a real smart guy, you know? You know, you know, he might be 75 years old, but people still pay to come and see him. Oh, you yeah. wrestling at all? You going to be wrestling yeah. at all WrestleMania week? You getting in the ring at all down there with any oh, companies? Yeah, man, I'll be at the uh, House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer, uh, that night. You know, it, it, it'll probably be one of those nights we're going to the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you, know, you know what? I love that. I love what he He's a friend of mine, him and Big Brother Rex. But that's what they're putting them in the Hall of Fame, and I'm so glad for that, too. And, uh, uh, but I love working for, for Tommy. You know, he takes, he takes care of us, Jimmy. And, uh, and you got boys like that in the business that run their show. They know they, they don't expect you to get shot out of a cannon. <laughs> you know? Bro, are, hey, Ricky, are you, are, you wor- are, are you working with the yeah, Dudleys down there? They put you with people that take care of you. You know, and I like doing that. There's just a couple of guys out there that went to the W. W. You know, we call them the varsity boys. The boys are just the. Uh, they used to be in WWE. I don't know what they were, but like cheerleaders. The Spirit Squad. Yeah, man. Okay. Squad. Yeah. They were at the house of hardcore, and Rob and I were with them. And them boys absolutely took care of us, and and, and, and we had great matches. Yeah, that makes you have a good match. Because, you know, that out there, the three leading thing, uh, that's just what happens when a lot of the guys try to come back. And I'm just, you know, I don't got to prove myself. I mean, if you want to impress me, I'm not sure that would impress me. Other than that, I've done seen everything that you can like. Uh, and, you know, you don't better do a hurt people out. I don't got to do it. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guys, are, I, I just told a couple of my guys to do that show. That's why I worked there a lot. We worked on those aeons. Because the people knew what they were doing. Nowadays, you go know, when they finishes that last 30 minutes. And here I am in wrestling five years. And I don't want to understand the bench. No, I do not What the hell does do? You know, so you can imagine what the crap is like. Well, Joe. Oh yeah, man. I I agree with you. Guys, I agree. Uh, my, my wife is blowing my phone up. <laughs> I have to go pick my boy. This car broke. I have to pick him up and screw it. But <laughs> All I right. thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. No, absolutely, uh, Ricky. Yeah, we will. Uh, so I guess I we will come yeah. back. Y'all love to bring you on mine sometimes. Y'all have a uh, wonderful day. I'm about to put my real rubber boots on, man. That's crazy. I'm crazy <laughs> yeah, go put on your galoshes and your raincoat there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, thank you so much for... Uh... All right, man. Love you too, bro. Thanks for being on today, Ricky. Yeah, guys, have a wonderful day. See you, right, Ricky. Bye-bye. There he goes, Ricky Morton, the uh, 2017 uh, WWE Hall of Famer, joining us here on the What a Rush podcast. He has to go put on his boots and go Man, pick I up his... I don't think uh, people realize how good and how over he and Robert Gibson are. I, mean, I, I got to tell you, Joe, uh, besides Hawk and I, one of the tag teams that got one of the best reactions ever that I saw, especially in the NWA at the time, was a Rock and Roll Express. I mean, you know, that, granted, we had a different demographic. They were two cute, pretty boys back then mm-hmm. with the long, flowing hair, you know. Right. The blo- Ricky had the blonde mullet, and Robert had the brunette mullet, you know, and Hawk and I had the Mohawks. <clears throat> so we catered to more of the probably, you know, 18 and up crowd, and they were catering to a lot of the, you know, 12-year-old to 18-year-old girls, you know. But still, it's about putting butts in seats, and they were that demographic that pretty much kicked butt when it came to drawing people in the arenas. And they saw a lot of merchandise, and we saw a lot of merchandise. I don't think there's ever been a tag team where two or a territory, NWA, AWA, WWF, none, where you had two tag teams that controlled the merchandise sales, like the way the Rock and Roll Express and the Road Warriors did with uh, Jim Crocker Promotions in the NWA. Speaking of uh, merchandise sales, you can pick up a shirt for this podcast. Go online to ProWrestlingTees.com. Click on the Road Warriors page, and we have two new shirts up there right yeah, now man. for the uh, What a Rush podcast. You got one made in hoodie form when you were yeah, up there bro, that's the great. other day. So It's, it's excellent, man. I was just at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, Tuesday uh, signing some photos uh, for their their box set. So if anybody gets a box with a Road Warrior Animal photograph in there with a signature, that is my signature. Don't say, oh, that's an animal signature. That is my signature because I signed over 3,000 photos. So I'm Jeez. telling you, it's my photo. <laughs> and I signed them all. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, it was great to see the guys there, man. The store is doing phenomenal, man. Pro Wrestling Tees is fastly with Colt Cabana and, and Ryan. They are fastly becoming the top wrestling t-shirt company in the USA and across the world because people from Japan are buying, you know, they got the contract with New Japan, Joe, and they mm-hmm. do that and, and stuff like that, and they're selling t-shirts to Japan, the U.K., and everywhere else. So 
they're growing quick, man. I think uh, my my buddies at Zubaz are going to do something with them here in the near future because uh, you know Zubaz and and uh, Prozing Tees are two very very popular wrestling wear items in the wrestling world per se. But yeah, man, great company. And hey, don't forget Joe too, man. For the people out there that are looking to book me for speaking engagements or for wrestling appearances or whatever, or to come to your event, your birthday party, or to speak to corporations. I paint up. I bring my spike shoulder pads so people can wear them for photos. You got to go either private message me on Facebook or go to bookprowrestlers.com and ask for Steve Stasiak, and you can get a hold of me there, and uh, we can do all our bookings through there too. But you're right, man. Pro Wrestling Tees has got the best T-shirts around, and it's it's a great place. We uh, yes, yeah, talking with Ricky. The stories. I mean, we could have gone. We're we're gonna have to revisit that. We're gonna have to get him in. Uh, I think in person and do uh, yeah. do something with him. Yeah, Ricky for does. that because the stories. I, I feel like that was. I feel like we didn't even like get the tip of the iceberg with some of the stuff that you guys could sit and talk about. No, no, man. We listen. You know, Rick, Rick, Ricky and I were probably the two. Uh, uh, I don't want to say two mild ones, but you know. <laughs> We were probably the two ring generals of our tag teams, you know, in, in the day, you know. Why, you know, I, I went through, I went through the archives. I went through looking at your matches. Why, why didn't you guys, I mean, there just isn't a whole lot of Rock and Roll Express versus Road Warriors in the, uh, in the books anywhere. You won't find any. Well, You'll find the one. Why? Well, because it was, you'd be cutting the, back then you would cut the territory's old throat. I'm a firm believer, Ricky's a firm believer that a good guy doesn't wrestle a good guy. Mm-hmm. Today's wrestling business, and that's why it's so screwed up when it comes to drawing power. You see TVs that are not sold out. You'll see pay-per-views that are not sold out. Is because when you put a Roman Reigns against a Goldberg, nobody wants to watch it. And that's why they're going to choose their favorite good guy. And that's why you hear poor Roman is always working his rear end off, getting booed, and the other guy getting cheered. That's That's the kind of issues that happen with it. And back then... If you would have had the Rock and Roll versus the Road Warriors, listen, then you would have had both demographics hating each other. You know, our fans are going to go, oh, we hate the Rock and Roll Express fans, and you would have had battles that way. Then what do you prove? Because at, t- at that particular time, we would have had to beat the Rock and Roll Express. And you don't want to do that because now you're cutting your promotions foot when you're selling all that merchandise by killing off the Rock and Roll Express. WWF did it with Demolition. Mm-hmm. Demolition was their babyface tag team. Then they brought in the Road Warriors, Legion of the Doom. What? We beat them in eight minutes. Then Demolition was dead. Then where do you go? Now you've just, instead of selling more Demolition merchandise and, and taking it around the country for two years and around the U.K. and everywhere else and having great matches where everybody can enjoy the fans who are the bread and butter of this business getting to pay for and getting what they deserve for their money, and then they got cheated out of the whole thing. You know what I mean? And that's what ends up happening, man, when you put two babyface teams together or two heel teams together. Yeah, it seems, you know, it, it just looks like I was, I was looking through and I'm going through and, you know, trying to trying to find where those where those pads might have crossed. And, there, you know, there's nothing nothing well, showing up. And it, it feels like, you know, there still would have been money left on the table. It would have been a dream yeah, match. Yeah, but if we were heels, there would have been great money on the table. But here's the thing. Hawk and I's reputation back then is that we don't care if you're a good guy, you're a bad guy, we're going to kick the heat down your throat, right? That was our gimmick. Rock Roll Express gimmick was wrestling teams like the Midnight Express or the Four Horsemen, per se, where those guys could be deviant cheaters to win, but they want to see the Rock and Roll chase them down and eventually get the win at the end of the day. 
it's a storytelling business, man. It's a soap opera type business. And that's what is the story needs to be told. Hawk and I's deal was, oh, yeah, well, you do that to my buddy. We're going to kick your teeth down your throat for hurting my friend. Mm-hmm. We were like the the bullies of the bullies. You were the good guy bullies if there's such a thing, you know. And that's what separated. That's why you never saw us fight the rock and roll. You know, it's 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 a shame, man, because I'll tell you what. Because of the respect we have for each other in the wrestling business, we could have had great matches, and it wouldn't have mattered on either side who won, who lost. It's all about having a great match, putting butts in seats, entertaining that fan, and getting them to come back and spend money the next time for the for the business. One of the uh, times you guys were in the ring with each other, uh, Great American Bash 86, uh, during your run of uh, the, the tour that you guys were on then, it was you guys and Baby Doll against the Rock and Roll Express and Jim Cornette. Who would have won uh, one-on-one? Who was tougher, Baby Doll or Jim Cornette? Oh, Baby Doll. Baby Doll would have killed Cornette. <laughs> she did, I did, I seen her knock him out. <laughs> Listen, Baby Doll was a big girl, man, and, and strong. She freaking powered Cornette. Yeah, it was it was funny to see. We all laughed every time Baby Doll got the, got the go-ahead to hit Cornette, man. She didn't waste any time by really clocking him. We um, uh, one of the other one of the final times that you guys faced off against each other was uh, at the WrestleMania 14 pre-show when you guys were LOD 2000. Ricky and Robert were in there. That's something that leading up to the 20 year 20 year anniversary of WrestleMania 14. We will be talking about, I imagine, a couple times here in the month of uh, in the month of March here on the podcast. But we will save that for another time. Uh, as we are wrapping up uh, another edition of the Water Rush podcast. Joe, go ahead and uh, take it home. Hey, this is Road War Animal. Thank you for listening to Water Rush podcast.